first of the year and talking about spiritual warfare from maybe a little different perspective, although I'm sure many of you have heard a lot about it and, and to also explain why we try to go through 40 days of fire at the beginning of the year or 40 days of prayer and fasting and of disciplining ourselves. And I read this morning, uh, slide 14, I believe it is. I read this morning from Colossians where it says, if you're risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above, set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. And then Paul said, mortify or kill. This is not the only biblical reference to this sort of scenario, because as I mentioned this morning, there is the, the body, the flesh, and the soul, which is the mind and the emotions and the will, and then there is a spiritual part of us. And so when someone wants to say, well, I don't understand all the spiritual aspect, they, you're denying two thirds of yourself because you can't touch love. In other words, love, you can't touch anger. Why did you get angry? You can try to figure it out. Why did you have fear? You can't touch your emotions. It's not like I can go and draw blood and go, ah, you've got two liters of emotion and of fear or of anxiety. So there is a physical part of us. And then there is the mental and emotional and the will, and that's impacted. And then of course, there's the spiritual part of us and I, you know, you can talk about, uh, I've given the hyphen, talking about circles going in and et cetera, et cetera. But what Paul was saying was that in order to really engage where we need to be engaged, I have to mortify the deeds of the body that are keeping me focused on the earth. You understand? Because if I'm not careful, I will spend all of my energy and time and worry and prayer about me and mine and I and this and all, as opposed to becoming truly spiritual and saying, Lord, I need you to come through, flow through me, move, wash me, cleanse me, and let me be a channel uh, to the Holy Ghost. I remember many years ago, my wife was uh, mentioning to me the other day, and I, I haven't found it. My mom and dad may know where it is, but uh, Sister Nona Freeman came, and some of you may remember her and her husband was uh, the missionary one of the lead missionaries to Africa and they were in Africa many years and spoke in our church in Arkansas and spoke about things that dam up the channel or that stop the presence of the Lord from flowing through you and she talked about anger and unforgiveness and bitterness and all of that and that I agree with all of that. that's a powerful lesson and and you can go through and that applies but it also it applies to stopping the flow of the spirit but it applies to that sense of us getting involved in spiritual warfare I can't be involved in spiritual warfare if I'm so angry at somebody, if I am so mad, if I have unforgiveness, if I, I, because what I'm doing is polluting the world with my emotional response. You understand what I'm saying? I'm, I'm contributing to that. And so 
That's why he said, mortify these things so that I can, because that's how you used to walk. That used to be the function of your life. And then he went on to say, don't lie. And then he goes on to say, because that's what the devil, and we talked about that this morning. And the lies that when we often tell ourselves, and unfortunately it's sort of I messages that say, listen, I'm this, I'm that. And, and you know, as a parent, as a grandparent, I, you know, I was constantly talking to my own children and my grandchildren. I would say, don't say things like, I'm stupid, I'm bad, I'm terrible, I'm bad, I'm no good. Why would I say that? Why would I say, don't say that? Because you are in, in effect cursing yourself. Now, you can say, I feel this, but it, that kind of separates you a little bit. I feel stupid right now, I feel dumb. But when you start claiming it, I'm bad, I'm a horrible person, I am a whatever, and, and yet, do I recognize that, you know, I, and you say, well, it doesn't make that much difference to say I feel stupid or to say I am stupid. And I would argue with you that that subtle difference can be significant. It can be significant that all of a sudden it's not me, but, you know, whatever. You can, you know, you say, I'm sick. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm in pain. Or you can say, pain has come to me, or I, I'm feeling pain. You know, uh, sometimes just that very fact of how we speak about it becomes important. Why? Because, and I can go into a whole lesson on that, and I'm not going to, but why? Because by your words, the Lord said, let there be light, and there was light. We have the creative power within our mouth to say things and to do things. And so that's why, you know, it's so horrible when, you know, songs that these kids sing and that, you know, things that go out, well, you need to try this and you need to do that. And they speak something on TikTok or they speak something on a, on a social media and all of a sudden kids are trying it. And you go, well, why? Because sometimes those things have spirits all attached to them. Now, now, uh, and I want to be careful. I don't want you to misunderstand if you're not here and if you're listening or whatever. I, I realize that not everything that happens in the body is associated with some spirit. It's not that, okay, you have a, a spirit of sickness or a spirit of whatever. And, and yet, what I know is that spirits can accompany those things. And, and an example of that is, is in Luke, the 13th chapter where the Bible in the King James Version it says it like this there was a woman which had and it uses the phrase a spirit of infirmity a spirit of infirmity that she had on her and, and, it, and it said she was bowed over it doesn't say there was that she was actually sick but there was some sort of a spirit of infirmity is how it's called there in Luke and, and that that had caused her to be have a physical response. And anybody know, you know, sometimes you can just almost, you know, if you've had 
COVID or if you've had whatever and you can okay maybe the first day two days three days you know you're you're sick and you don't feel it and if you're not careful it can almost become spiritual get in your spirit oh I don't even want oh, I just I don't even feel I don't want to and you got to fight that you got to say all right I'm going to get up I'm going to at least walk to the kitchen to get chicken broth or whatever I, you, you understand what I'm saying? Because it's not that COVID is a spiritual thing, but it's that it can have an opening for that. And so what happened in Luke was he said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity, lays hand on her. She stood up straight and glorified God. So <clears throat> biblical evidence, in fact, in Psalms, the 32nd chapter, he said, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man whose the Lord imputeth not iniquity and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept my silence, what happened to my bones? When you, when you try to cover your iniquity, it can impact you physically. It can have a physical impact because it, I, I don't want anybody to know. I feel ashamed. I don't want anybody, I don't want to pray. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to church. I don't, and, and, and it is eating me. I get up, I look in the mirror and I know I'm a hypocrite. I know what I'm doing. I know what's bad. I know, and it, and it can impact you physically. David said, when I kept silence, my bones waxed old. And, and then he goes on about why that was important. And, and now, does that mean that everything that happens physically, you get up, you have a cold, that that's some spirit trying to get you? No, I'm not going there. I don't, I don't believe that. I don't preach that. But if you're not careful, there is a spirit of infirmity that can come. That is, that's where the enemy's job is to keep you focused on this I message. It's all about me. I have this, I have that, I have whatever. So <clears throat> that's why John would say, beloved, try not, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. <clears throat> because uh, there will be many false prophets are gone in the world. Hereby we know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses, every spirit that speaks, How does the spirit speak? It has to operate then in this realm of the first heaven. What do you say? That Jesus has come in the flesh <coughs> is of God. Now, why, why would John say if that spirit will acknowledge the Lord... That he came in the flesh. Then that means that that spirit is subject right. to God. Yeah. If that spirit will not say that Jesus came in the flesh. Then ultimately, you know, 
That's why the subtle difference of somebody saying, oh yes, well, I'm sure he was a prophet. I'm sure he was whatever. He said, it's not of God because, why? Because we believe that because he came in the flesh, that he was crucified and that his blood was shed and that that gives me the power and authority to leave from the fleshly mode all the way, go through, up into sin in heavenly places with Christ. Yeah. That put me in the third heaven. If I don't believe that, then it's the Antichrist. And he said, you've overcome them because greater is he that is in you. That, who is the he that is in us? The Holy Ghost, which is the spirit of Christ. So if you can't believe that Jesus came in the flesh. You will never get that he inside of you. So therefore you don't have any authority or power to rebuke the other spirits. But when you realize Jesus came in the flesh. He died. Why? So that I could get the Holy Ghost. So that I could be baptized in his name. So that I could have a personal relationship with Almighty God. The Holy Ghost could flow through me. And because of that, I'm able to leave this world and sit with Jesus in heavenly places. I'm here to tell you that's what will keep you. And it will be greater than any spirit that comes after you. When you're able to zoom into the presence of the Lord. But you see, when an individual doesn't have that belief that they are able, then unfortunately they're caught right here. And, and then later, Paul said in Galatians, if you bite and devour one another, you can get mad, you can fight in the flesh, you can war in the flesh. And I know, and Brother Dan mentioned this morning that, you know, fighting in the flesh, you know, we, our weapons, we don't wrestle flesh and blood. We wrestle our flesh. Why? So that it will let the spirit flow. Because if, if we don't will, the Holy Ghost is not going to overcome my will. In other words, if I don't want to raise my hands, if I don't want to praise, if I don't want to worship, guess what? I don't want to talk in tongues. It won't happen. And that's why when people say, well, I'm not sure that you really need that. What was the biggest subject in that sentence? I. I. What do you mean you're not sure? If the Bible says it's a gift, I want it. Yeah. I need to humble myself and ask the Lord for it. Yes. You understand? What do you mean? I'm not sure. Guess who the I is? Me. And that means that it's my I message that I get to choose to obey the word or not obey the word. I get to be the one. And so when you say here, he says, be careful that you don't bite and devour and you be consumed this I say and then he said walk where in the spirit 
Now, I don't walk in the Spirit 24-7, and I, I'm telling you what happened today. And, and I, I was talking to Brother Matthew White before service, and I said, I, if you would have asked me when I just pass that up and why a thought came to me and said you need to stop there and and check that out what is that thing in front of orm hardware it just got stars and colors it had no sign on it. It had no sign joe's shop it had nothing on it that me but but it just dawned on me that's a food truck i need to stop there and see what they're what are they doing right here on main street and no yeah i I didn't recognize, per se, that God spoke to me, Pastor, drive down Main Street, and I will show you a sign. There will be a couple there that will be serving non-bread and beef kebabs. Invite them to church. That didn't happen. But we had just come from a good service. I was full of the Holy Ghost. And I I thought, I need to turn around. I drove around, go back. And the guy, I, I guess he hadn't had any customers that day. So he's just, oh man, so nice to meet. And I, I still, me, Mr. Introvert, I'm inviting him to church. <laughs> giving, him his, giving him a card, getting his card. He goes, oh no, don't take one, take five, six, I don't know. I said, well, let me try. I, and then I felt like, well, I need to try some beef kebab. Oh, no, yeah, you need to have this, and you need to have this, and you need to have this. And so then I tried to pay him. And I, no, 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 you don't need to pay me. I, what are you saying? I, do I think all of a sudden the Spirit directed that? I, I don't know what seed. I don't know what he's been exposed to. I don't know. I have no idea, but we are supposed to walk in the Spirit. And you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I, why I say the lust of the desires of the flesh. Had I been, okay, inordinately hungry. Had I not known, I had just sent Sheena. Here's some money. You need to go and buy us Cain's chicken. She was going there. My wife had said, I want salad. So she took money to go to Fazoli's. I wasn't buying lunch at all. was no lunch going to be had by me. I didn't need to stop for lunch. What are you saying? The Lord ought to be able to direct us in this hour. Yeah. We, and that we realize later, and he says, walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill it. For the flesh, what is the flesh constantly doing? Warring against the spirit. How does your flesh war against the spirit? I don't... I, you know, I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like getting up. I don't know why we have to start this with a whole other 40 days of fire. I don't think that's important. I don't know. I don't. I this. I don't. I, I've got an addiction. I've got this. I feel like I, I want to do my thing. I want. And all of that stops the spirit from flowing through us. You see what I'm saying? They're contrary to the one another. So that the things you want to do, you can't do. Now. In Philippians, he said, be careful or anxious is the Greek word there. Be careful, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by what? In everything, by prayer and supplication with. Let your request be known unto God. And what's supposed to happen? The peace 
of God which passes all understanding shall keep your where the enemy wants to play havoc when you recognize in the flesh I have a way to get to the spirit by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving and worship it then cleanses your mind and emotions and brings you peace you see that when I'm going through it in the flesh knowing that I can pray and so what happens is I pray and something doesn't it does you know I pray oh Lord give me a Dr. Pepper diet Dr. Pepper I punch the button and it doesn't happen and what do I do I get discouraged and guess what I end up doing stop believing stop praying stop worshiping I prayed and it didn't happen I prayed and it didn't work there might be a fight going on in the heavenlies like with Daniel he said I heard you the first time We've been doing some battle. Oh, but you know, I prayed God you would take care of my family. You know, I prayed you and that didn't happen. And I've had people sit in the office and tell me, I, I can't live for God who wouldn't answer my prayer, who didn't do what I, who I, I, I asked, I said, I, 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 I. You know where you've been fighting from? From the flesh. From the first kingdom. When you reach the third kingdom, you can say, we don't know what's going to happen. But one thing we do know, our God is able. <laughs> and we'll march into this furnace <laughs> knowing that our God is able. <laughs> I'm still going to be believing God is able. God is able. Now, I, I understand sometimes that feels like a struggle. In fact, it, it feels like we have to press for that. And that's what Paul wrote in Hebrews. There remains a rest for the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, that's the third heaven, has ceased from his own works. Because you have left all of that behind. When you truly get into the presence of the Lord, it's not about what and that's why you know and to be very candid we feel great when we're here and we pray and we have a great prayer meeting and yet and that's wonderful but there is still another place that you can get into the third heaven into the presence of God individually where you're not worried about anybody else what anybody else says or does whether you want to call it a prayer closet whether you want to call it your own you know getting off with God he said because you don't worry you cease from your labors let us labor work to enter into that rest lest any man fall from what was the word unbelief why would he say fall from unbelief fail from unbelief because you stop believing that it makes any difference for it to happen 
You stop believing that God is able. You stop believing that God can change it, can turn it around. I know we have a lot of miracles that are sitting here, but that's when he says, you know what will work on that? The word of God. That's when you go pick up the word and you say, Lord, I don't understand. And you find the word and the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and the joint and marrow and a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Why? That, why is that important? Because I want to make sure my mind is set on things above. It will, it will lay open the motive. What was the motive in me doing it? What's the reason? What is the thoughts and intent? Neither is there any creature. And the reason why some people don't want to do this and they don't want to get that kind of relationship with God is because they don't want to be totally. Search me, O Lord, as David said in Psalms 139. You know my thoughts. You know everything about me. I don't want to be that vulnerable because my deeds are evil. They're mine. So I don't want to be real. Look here, God. And so he said, there is no creature that's not manifest in his sight. All things are naked and open in the eyes of him with whom we have to do. And so to get to that place in the spirit, you have to be honest with your motives. You have to be honest with your thoughts. You have to be honest about your actions. You have to be honest about what you're doing, what you're not doing. Huh? No hiding. Because if you genuinely believe that God is God and that he sees all and knows all, you can't say, well, God, I just want you to know I can't live for you because nobody was nice to me. Because what's he going to say? I died for you. Shut up. I mean, right? I mean, you can say, well, I, I don't want to go to that group of people because I don't like them. That's fine, but don't, don't take it out on God. Well, I'm not going to worship you, God, because I don't like the music. I don't like the preacher. I don't like the... He's going, hey, it's about me, not about them. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. They're not playing out there. You ought to come in and worship whether or not you feel, I don't feel, huh? Prayer, the word of God, worship, all that. The word is supposed to discern that. And I realize, and I, you know, Jewish men wear a tzitzi, T-Z-I, T-Z-I, and, and because it has the fringe in four corners to represent the 613 commandments that God has. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I, I brought one. I, I bought one. Israel's just, it looks like an undershirt. It's not a prayer shawl. It's just an undershirt. You just slip it on, it's got four corners. You know, and you put it on, 
put it over your head, and and you 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 wear it where these tassels fall out. And if you look closely, if you're in any Orthodox quarters, here are these four tassels, and they're made up of four strands that are doubled, which is eight strands, which each strand has eight strings, and they're all tied together so that all of that represents 613 commandments. And they wear that all the time. Why? To say we're under the law. They wear a kippah. Or you might call it a yarmulke. You know what a yarmulke is? They have them in all different colors and shapes. Looks like a little beanie cap. You know why? I'm acknowledging I'm under the presence of God. Yarmulke if you speak Yiddish, Kippa if you speak Hebrew. A little beanie cap if you speak whatever. Is this going to save you? Is this going to keep you obeying the law? I'm not being critical. I, if it would, I mean, we'd have been passing them out a long time ago. I'm just being honest. Some of the things that we do is this, it's not that, but it's to constantly remind me while I am in the flesh. They were talking about, you know, the borders of their garments. And that's where it comes from. That whole idea of that's to remind you of that. Guess what? I, this world. In fact, in the in, if you were to use to be literal, those should have a blue tip to them or a blue strand through them. Why? Because it was to remind you when you walk that guess what? I am not of this earth. I am of a heavenly source. Oh God, help us in this hour in the midst of all the negative reports in the mix of everything that's going on that keeps our attention bound down here to and I understand it's bad oh it's terrible but God give us a baptism of the understanding that we are fighting a spiritual warfare give me Lord the chance to reach into the heavenlies and pull something down for my people that I work with pull something spiritual down for those that are around me pull something spiritual down from my family. Why? Because there is a peace of God and a love of God and a mercy from God and a forgiveness of God that you won't get from this planet but you'll get it from a spiritual source. And you say, well, is there biblical evidence from that? Well, you remember Jehoshaphat in the Old Testament? Second Chronicles, they were going to battle, and guess what? All of a sudden, choir, you lead the charge. Why is worship gonna defeat the enemy? I I mentioned, you know, when they first crossed into into Canaan's land, what was the first thing they did? March around the city and let out a shout. Why? Because it's acknowledging. Guess who told them to do that? 
God told them to march. God told them to surround the city. God told them to be quiet. God told them on the seventh day to shout. Sometimes when you're, you know, you're driving down Main Street and you just feel impressed, turn in here. I don't know whether they'll come. Last name's Bala, B-A-L-A, I don't know. But you know what? We gotta follow that. Why? Because it's not about who I am. It's not about where I am. It's about who God is. And it's about somehow reaching out. Why? Here we are. First Thessalonians, he said, but of the times and seasons, brethren, you don't need that I write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. And he goes on to say, but let us who are sober, who are of the day, who are sober, put on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet the hope of salvation for God hath not appointed us under wrath but unto salvation oh hallelujah but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us so that whether we wake or sleep we live together with him that's why he said whether I die or I live I know that the Lord hath not appointed me under wrath no matter how bad I am sick no matter what I'm going through here this is not the wrath of God Amen. the devil will try to make you feel like oh God must be punishing you you must be bad that's a lie God's not punishing me Wherefore, comfort yourselves together. Edify one another. Even as, the, as you do, rejoice. What is this? In the midst. Is that tough at times? Rejoice when you really get a good report. What did the Bible say? Then you know what else he said? Learn how to rejoice. Do a dance. Oh God, you've been good. I don't feel like dancing. Wave a hand. Shake a leg. Can't get out of bed, stick your foot out of the covers. Woo! Lord, one of these days this foot's gonna walk down the street of gold. I'm fighting spiritually warfare huh I don't feel like sitting up I'm going to wave my hand what are you doing I'm just I'm getting spiritual here well, it doesn't seem like you're very spiritual you know what I know that who my hope is huh then he goes to the next phrase you know what he said after that after rejoice evermore pray without and in everything, in the good times, in the bad times, for this is what? The will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. If you will rejoice and pray, without ceasing and rejoice and worship God you know what you will either have to quench the spirit or you're going to 
change your attitude. <laughs> you have to either go, no, I'm just not doing it. I, I'm not. No, uh-uh. I'm just not. I don't believe there's anything. To, I don't. I don't. I. I. I I don't think that'll work. I, um, that, that preacher's just telling them. Yeah, I don't. Then he says, don't quench that. If you start rejoicing, you're going to feel the presence of God flow in. He said, don't despise prophesying. That doesn't mean, you know, that you believe everybody. He said, prove all things. Hold fast that which is of good. Abstain from the appearance of evil. And then, you know what? The very God of peace is going to cleanse you and sanctify you. Holy. I started off by quoting part of this. Your whole body, your spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The next verse says, Faithful is he that calls you who also will He's going to do it. He's going to do it. I don't know what the it is. <laughs> But he is going to do it. And it's going to be all right. Now, it may not feel like it's all right, but it's going to be all right. It's, it's going to work to good. I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know when. But I know it will work to good. Because he is faithful. He is faithful. Sorry, devil. You want to feed on my flesh and get me focused here. I have been able to walk into heavenly places and do a little spiritual warfare. And I'm sorry, you're not going to stop me from shaking a leg outside of these covers and thanking the Lord that one day this foot's going to walk on a street of gold that's gold like pure. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.